Here we go. It's grand final time. But before we get talking on some of the grand final action, we are going to start reviewing what was, in my opinion, some pretty fucking shit games in the semifinals. And due to multiple reasons, you know, Brisbane, I think losing Mika Pekana, massive deal. Jerome Randall, virtually non-existent for the Sydney Kings. It was also a massive impact. But anyway, I am here with Corey Homicide-Williams and Mark Worthington. We're going to get straight into some of this action, starting with the Melbourne versus Sydney series, which, in my opinion, I thought it was going to happen. I hoped it didn't happen in terms of just two blowout games, but it did. How did we see it? Were they? Coaching. Oh, yeah. Coaching was the big difference in this series. And you could just tell Dean Vickerman's a seasoned coach who at times when you go through a season and you've got a coach like Dean Vickerman, it looks like you're a little bit sluggish or, you know, he's built his team up for the right time of the season. Melbourne United have timed their run really, really well. The style of basketball that they're playing, the way that they're playing, Sydney's offense looked stagnant. It looked, there was no spacing on the floor. And so at the end of the day, I think all said and done, it came down to coaching and Dean Bickerman just outcoached Andrew Gaze. Well, why the fuck was Andrew Bogut not on the block? He kept, it was, it was successful every time he went to the block. And there's my issue. I understand, yes, Andrew Gaze, not the most mature coach in terms of he's only been the head coach of a program for three years. He never did this sort of assistant route, which is my beef for the situation. But there's so many veterans on that team. Someone can step. We've seen the timeouts. Half of it's Andrew Bogut talking anyway. Someone can step up and say, hey, anybody else notice we've been successful every time we put the NBA number one pick on the block because they have to double or he scores? No one stood up and said that? That's my issue with the Kings. I agree. I 100% agree. They didn't do it all year. That was the thing, yeah. Like. Cam started to get successful when they put Jawa on the block. It works when you have a dominant big man. Because the game has changed so much that everything is so perimeter orientated. We don't have people that can guard the block as well as what they no. used to. There is like a handful of people in our league. One of them is a point guard in Casper Ware, might I yeah. add, that <laughs> can actually guard people in the block. There's Bogut that can guard people in the block. There was Short and Long that can guard people in the block. Outside of that, the it's it's a it's a it's a dead art, basically. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't happen anymore. We we called for it before the series started. You need to put Andrew Bogut on the block. You need to put him on the block. But that's not the style of basketball I that they played every time. all season. And so I think it was easy for Josh Boone to guard him during the season. I think it was easy for Alex Pledger to guard him where. I think all three of us in our greens here that he becomes a handful if he is looking to score more in a team that was struggling offensively. Yeah, I agree. I agree on, on both both on both of your parts, but I believe Casper Ware just straight up took the series, took by the, the bull by the horns. Was it mindset? Said, mindset. <laughs> <laughs> But you, like, like, just look. I'm, I'm gonna back it up. You know, I posted a video a couple days ago, but I'm gonna back it up and talk about that for those who didn't see it. Casper Ware felt he deserved to be the MVP, despite on how bad he finished off the year and stopped. Okay, so for him to go, regardless of how he finished, he was like, I'm still MVP of the league in his mind. He gets to the awards dinner. 
Bryce Cotton gets to the awards dinner. Andrew Bogut gets to the awards dinner. Andrew Bogut gets MVP. For anybody, regardless of who would have won it, their mindset when leaving that dinner is like, you know what? All right. I felt I got screwed. I'm going to show you. That's just what it was. So during the dinner and post dinner, there's the break. At that break, there's self-reflection. You're looking at yourself in the mirror. Okay, this is what I need to do. Oh, I felt I got shitted on and for, for MVP. Okay, I'm going to let them know. You're tightening everything up. All you have is all you have is practice and thinking about what you're gonna do the next time you see Andrew Bogut and his Sydney Kings. What you're gonna do, and that's exactly how he approached this series. You saw it in his eyes. Well, the first quarters he came three or three to start the first quarter in Melbourne. Came out what 19, 17 points in the first quarter. He just completely lit up, and it was we all know what he can do, but it's that aggression. And then he took a step back after that, and he let you know Chris these guys take the reins because he's a, he's a smart player. He knows that it's not just going to be on his back to win the championship. So I think unbelievable series from Casper. I'm going to jump around a little bit here. What was jump more? Jump around. Jump, jump. That was better than my money, money, money one. It really was. was well right. done. You've improved in a week. <laughs> what was more impressive, Casper where the way he come out or Bryce Cotton, the way that he went about his business. Ten assists. Getting ten assists. Getting, he knows he needs other people involved to win this championship. He can't just be the one-man wrecking crew against Melbourne United. He needs people by his, by his side. And so for me, Bryce Cotton was probably more impressive, but he was like, game one, I'm going to get my buckets. Yes, Tariqo White helped out. Game two, who else can I get involved because I'm going to need their help come the next series. And he, he, he led by example in both of those games. I agree with you 100%. Mindset. I already know the double is coming. They're going to play me really physical for us to advance and get this thing over with. Others have to be involved. I have to get others involved. And he did. Terrific Tariko. That's what they call him on this show that I do. Terrific Tariko. Is that, do they include that in the fourth quarter? Um, what, yeah. what do they call him in the fourth quarter? T no, well, now, <laughs> Terrific Tariko. Yeah. You know, and when you think about it, all season, he hasn't played like this. He showed glimpses of being that. But to do that in the series, that's what good players do. In the finals, you have to level up. He had a great series. Tariko, Look, right? He did He did the same thing last season in Korea. Like, had a okay season. Like, wasn't like the guy. Come finals time, he put on a show. Mm. When I played with him in Serbia... He just cruised along at his speed. When it got to finals, stepped he, up and he up. just steps up. Like when people were shitting on him during the season, us, and I was like, us, I was, <laughs> I was, still am. You knew what time it was. I knew where his money, like where his value was. It was always going to be finals because yeah. we know that Bryce Cotton can't do it by himself anymore because this league is too good for just one player to wreck this league. It's well, not a cupcake league. Tennis, tennis is. Pretty much the equivalent to 20 assists in the NBA. 10 NBL assists, which is one of the fucking most notorious FIBA leagues to actually get assists. One of the hardest places in the world to get it. I think that's the only reason that Corey didn't have a huge amount of assists when he played, or maybe because he was just attacking the rack every single well, possession. I average, you know, career 19, <laughs> 5 and 5. Hey, that's I can nice. Do five, that's 4.7. Let's I say would... something like that. Because you knew my ass was going to call you out. 4.7 instead of 5. Yeah. But no, I'm still, look, I think you've swallowed your pride a bit, Corey, by saying. 
coming out and, you know, putting the Perth jersey on and I, I respect it, but I also think you've spoken too soon. I still think they need three imports. I don't, still don't think they have the scoring punch to take it to Melbourne over a five-game series. Yeah, they can beat Brisbane without Mika Vakona on a two-game stretch. You can win two games. Do you but know five-game series, you need some extra offensive firepower, and I don't think Clint Steindl's stepping up for five games. <laughs> you just stole the words right out yeah. of my mouth. There was one guy that wasn't even like visible in the semifinal that no. needs to be... Scoring in the grand final series, which is Clint Steindl. Yeah. The fact that his team won 2-0 means that he got away scot-free. He was in the Jason Kadee category. Oh, he was going. But because his team won, no one said shit about it. Winning forgives all sins, right? Winning forgives all sins. But if his team goes on to lose this grand final series and he plays similar to what he does in the semifinal, the Wildcats be like... Why are we paying this guy? Has to be discussed. We might Has have to a fourth member about. of the podcast. So check this out. To, to um, piggyback off of what you both just said, I only put the jersey on because they made finals. The whole yeah, big- I remember that. Yeah, because I remember I was shot down when I said the Perth were going to make finals. Right. I right. said they were going to make finals. And both you of you guys say that. shot me you down. Did say that. Just like where they shot me down when I said the Warriors are going to win the NBA championship, which I they still forgotten. will. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't forgotten. I haven't You're right. I did shoot you down. But I think that because of me saying, me putting the jersey on, the Red Army just felt that I'm with them. Yeah. And then with me saying they're going to sweep Brisbane, the Red Army again felt like I'm uncharted territory. Are you kidding me? I got United to win. I got United to win. So we could just finally put that on record, Red Army. Corny is not your friend. I'm not your friend. He respects what you were able to do with your roster situation. That's it. I still, you're not going to win it. It was a one night stand. A one night stand. It's like he's a road warrior. They actually believe, like, because I had the jersey on, I submitted and I'm with you guys. The, The Red Army. No. You're still not going to win. Uh, all I'm picturing here is like those WWE backstage <laughs> things where they're like, you know, they're all friends and then just randomly just, ah! <laughs> just fucking smack them. Okay. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> Shawn Michaels throwing Janetti through Shawn- the window <laughs> at the barbershop. <laughs> Let's so, get into it. Well, I want to talk about my man who came on our podcast, who was great coming on the podcast. Great value. A great value dude. Someone who I have a lot of respect for. Didn't have the best series. But Homicide, now, if you haven't seen the video or not, then it's not actually up there anymore because you, I'll let you explain, but it's not up there anymore. But Homicide just ripped this poor man. Okay, so basically, um, Jason Gaddy has been in this league how long? Played 250 games. Yeah, That's a lot a longer long than a lot of people realize. Yeah, uh, maybe six young. to eight years or something. Didn't go like to college. This. Okay, like about six to eight years. This is a legitimate point guard in this league. He's played international competition. Well, he's always been on the cusp of people saying, oh, he's going to be really good. He's going to be really good. And has never quite. And we were hoping when he came to Brisbane that that was going to be his breakthrough. You know, Sydney was stacked when he was there. This was going to be the breakthrough year. He gets there. He has an inconsistent year. Comes on the show. We talk about him have to, having to be aggressive. Mindset. And score. Mindset. Okay. First game, donut, lose by 30. The next game when you go home, donut, lose again, and you get swept. 
Okay, no Mika Vakona. That has nothing to do with Jason Kadee getting two donuts. Mika Vakona was there the first game. Still got a donut. At that point, I made a video. You do not need to play in the NBL. If you can't score a basket in finals time where everybody has to lift, you're not a backup. You're a starting point guard. You play at least half the game, 47 minutes to be exact, in two games. Donuts? Maybe this league is too... Maybe... Look, this is no longer a cupcake league. Okay? The here. reality is this. This league is a world-class league. That proves to me twice that... After the inconsistent season and you get donuts and swept, you're not a good enough guard in this league. That's What's, why I said you need to go to NBL one. How come you took it down? Because I was told to take it down. Yeah, I was, I was, I was thinking there was definitely someone. A, yeah, yeah, I because mean, the day no, and, before. And, and when I was looking at it, I was I love the videos reviewing players. I think they're fantastic. But you made an interesting point to me the other day. You're actually on speaker on the phone. Uh-huh. And you made an interesting point, which I completely agree with. Now, I love Jason Gadee. But I also love that you call guys out. When you call out Andrew Bogut, when you call out Brent, no one bats an eyelid. No one said nothing. No one said anything. Now that's you, my that You is called my out point. Andrew Bogut pretty hard before. I, I, I called yeah. him out the day before. Yeah. And we went at it before. Here's the nothing. thing. Now, here's my argument, right? All year, I have bagged the Perth Wildcats religiously. Yeah. They lose a game. As soon as the buzzer go off, a sinking ship showed. As soon as the they, they went on a run, and it wasn't even a run. They fell into a hole where they lost maybe 10 out of 12 games. They're the worst team in the league over a 10-game okay, stretch. Right? They lost to Perth at home. Uh, lost to Cairns at home. At home. I was about to say, they were probably bad enough where yeah. they could have lost to themselves I at home. Immediately, <laughs> I immediately, after the game, yeah. Posted videos. Posted whatever. Fire everybody. I posted, <laughs> no, you get Still, what I'm saying? My favorite moment. That should have got the NBL Media Award. Yo, that one picture. I, I posted everybody. all of these things. I went on SCN one day and went at Tim Gossage for like an hour. Yeah. Berating and that's not a friendly team. thing. Yeah, that wasn't a friendly thing. And it wasn't. No. It wasn't even joking. Like, it was legitimately. <laughs> no one said nothing. Yeah. So I don't understand how, and, re, and to be honest with you, to be honest with you, if there was, let's just say, for example, 100 comments, 90 of the comments agreed. Yeah. It was like 10, 10 comments. Well, a lot of the comments even on Twitter were saying, oh, well, I should, because everyone knew that there was no way you were just taking that down on your own accord. Everyone, everyone commenting was like, well, why are we censoring this? This is what we need. Look, I get it, but you know, at the end of the day, it's down. But my point, you yeah. know, I just it needed to be talked about because it was over the yeah, weekend. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, I just feel that Adris De Leon loses four out of five games, underperforms. What happens? Gone five. Okay. Cedric Jackson at one point was the NBL's best point guard in this league. Three championships, three years. This year, what happened? Didn't do anything. Yeah. He was terrible. He was fucking terrible. Is he coming back? Nope. No way. If Stephen Holt. you, what happened? The no. point is, what I'm saying is, which we were all in this business. He was business, a podcast favorite early in the year. You know, <laughs> we were all in this business, right? This is pro basketball. You are paid to perform. This is not amateurs. This is pro. 
if you can't perform, sit down. Well, that's my thing. And you and you've you've called guys out when they've done well as well. And so I've I, called guys out when they've done well. I fully so expect I don't know Jason. Why is everybody like yeah. on this? Jason Kidd is still relatively young. I fully expect Jason D to come in next year and have a great season. That's and then what can I, you that, not? Do you, and, that, and when we're saying this, none of this is Jason Kidd didn't ask for this to get taken down or anything like that. It's, it's none of that. It's not Kadee's fault by any means. But if he comes out next year and has a great year, it's like, well, are you allowed to? Are you allowed to say anything good? Or as the NBL, have they set the standard as, oh no, you can only, you know, you, we're having no opinions. You know, at the end of the day, all you would do is look. I've been plenty of times. I did not perform yeah. when I was supposed to. Guess what? I got fired. Guess what I did after yeah. that? Got in the fucking lab and got back right. Mentally got back stronger. So when I'm in that situation again, yeah. I know what not to do. I know what I'm going to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, it's constructive criticism. This is what it is. That's it. I think between Jace Kadee, Jerome Randall, they look back like it's a long offseason for both of those guys thinking about their last game. Yeah. And... I can sympathize because I had one of these games in Adelaide. I think I was one of 12 in the semifinal, like the game that we bowed out for the season. And that off-season fucking sucked because, you know, the good thing about basketball usually is like, all right, you can wash that one away and you play in a few days later. When it's the last game of the season, it stings a little bit more. So I think when motion was emotion was attached to like this is – I'm not going to play again this season – things become a lot more sensitive yeah, to the player. They, yeah. To the player. No, it's definitely tough. I remember when we, when I was in college, we had – so a college conference championships, incredibly hard. You've been to college, incredibly mm. hard to win. These games just go – college basketball, just games are always close. They always go either way. So we played Northern Arizona, who for people who know their American geography is quite close to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Now, we played them on – I think the game was on a Saturday. So we arrive in Vegas, which whoever's idea that was – was stupid <laughs> because they obviously didn't know me and some of my teammates well enough. So we decided to go out in Vegas. Big Sean was playing. What not? What unbelievable. Night did this you was get on the. So we just wrote ourselves off on the Thursday and the game was on the Saturday. They flew, they flew you in on a Thursday? Oh, yeah. Because, well, I'm not going to go too deeply into this one, but yeah, we, yes. <laughs> a lot of people in the program wanted to get to Vegas. Yes. And the higher ups included. Yeah. So we, uh, what's that? Yeah, we went to Vegas and just got absolutely torched. And. Then we went to Northern Arizona and I lit it up one for 15 from the three-point line and we ended up losing to the worst team in the competition to finish on top and win the conference. So thank you, Vegas. Although One Oak was absolutely lit and Big Sean is amazing live. <laughs> at the end of the day, if, if, I could, if I could say, oh, did I win the conference championship or did I just have one of the nights of my life at One Oak? Eh, I'll toss it up. I had a great night. How good is One Oak? Fantastic. Oh, the Vegas nightclubs, man, they're wild because you could be – here it's like you go to a nightclub and they're like sort of – filter who they let in but i swear you go to like i'll be i'll be standing there like with my hands up to big sean next to me is like three like arab shakes in like full like you know that full gown stuff mm. just going crazy like it's like that yeah. it doesn't matter what you're wearing doesn't matter what you're doing it's the biggest random mix of crowd like you'll have some like you know 60 year old businessman next to you going hey it's big sean like that yeah. sort of thing you're like hey dance motherfucker hey i got a one oak story <laughs> from la how much and, trouble is it going to get you in? Oh, a lot. <laughs> a lot. Tell it. So <laughs> um, I used to be on staff travel with Qantas. What's um, Stark travel? Staff, means he's got oh, basically. staff travel. I think it's Stark travel. No, no, like, staff. Sounds like some Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, staff travel. And I decided to fly over to LA to watch uh, OKC versus the Clippers in the first round of the finals. This is when it was Durant, 
Yeah. Uh, Harden. Harden, Westbrook. That, so when did you go? You flew from here. I flew from Melbourne to LA okay. to watch game it's three. It's like 400, 400 bucks or something game, for an international flight, isn't it? Dope. It was like less than that. That's crazy. Dope. And I was flying business, right? Oh, so I'm like going, I got tickets for game three, game four. I'm going there. I meet up with my agent in LA. He goes, well, we're going to go to one of my friend's house um, to go have some drinks. And then we're probably going to go to One Oak later. I was like, cool. Yeah. His friends are the founders of Tinder. And mm. so, that, so they were thirsty individuals to start with before. Well, here's, the app was- here's the funny story, right? That day they got an offer from Facebook. Yeah. Which they turned down. But now they've got an idea of how much money they're going to make once they sell the app. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy that found it, like, is the founder of Tinder, is with his high school sweetheart. So she's just cool with this idea of how people just get together and fuck. But he's he's with he's that's with what the, they do. I must with, be using this app all yeah. wrong. I'm spending too much money on dinner dates. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> we go to One Oak, and by this stage, I am cooked. Like I am done. Yeah, yeah. So I go in there, and it's you get to that point where you're just walking around. You've got no idea where you are, what's happening, and all that. I go outside, and you know the, how big the bouncers are over there. Like, oh, yeah. They're, they're some big boys. Yeah. Oh, they're thick. They're, yeah. Thick well, with two Cs, man. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> One dude had a pretty cool beanie. So I'm like, I'm going to take that beanie. <laughs> so I grabbed it, and I yanked it off his head, and then I got chased down the street by the big offensive lineman that can't <laughs> catch me. But then I realized my phone's dead, and now I can't get in contact with my agent. I don't know where I'm staying. You can't even use Tinder. No, I can't. Yeah, it was one of those nights where you're just like, you're wandering around for hours. (laughs) I love that. But but you've got a brand new beanie and it's pretty cool. (laughs) Hey, there we go. That happened to me and we're at this place, Lake Chelan. And my phone ran about it. Of course, we're on a night out. I had no idea how to like the layout of this town. Yeah. I ended up sleeping outside one of the bars. And then in the morning I went like dirty as hell, like looking like a homeless, like homeless dude into Starbucks, like near the city. And I'm just sitting in this Starbucks charging my phone like with people looking at me just like, what the fuck? Why is he just covered in dirt? <laughs> and then I ended, up, I ended up texting the boys, hey, I'm here. They ended up sending like like almost calling the cops to see where I was at because I just went missing. That yeah. is the glorious life. The glorious life. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, man, college, they must have looked after you. It's like, oh, no, no, I was sleeping in dirt outside Starbucks. <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, let's, let's get on to some basketball here because the grand final series is about to take place. Melbourne and Perth. We've jumped on a little bit, but let's get a little bit more in detail. Homicide, I want to hear your opinions on this. Well, the best two teams in the NBL are playing against each other. Yeah. Five-game series. And I believe... Also, before we start on the NBL, remember, if you are going to drink, drink responsibly. We are a responsible podcast here. We love some stories about how we get after it, but always drink responsibly. And while we're at it, shout out to all our Canadian fans. Apparently, we hey, definitely... No doubt. We hit the top 100. <laughs> top 100 in Canada. <laughs> That's what's up, baby. Keep listening. <laughs> but um, I actually believe this thing will be over in four games. Four games. I say four. Here's, what, here's my whole opinion on the whole series. Let's go back to regular season, the first time they played in Perth. Yeah. They cheated. It's a charge. Okay. It's but that, a- that, that man is going to be refereeing these games again. Yeah. That's but- my, the only reason I'm saying this goes to five games. It's not because of the players. I think that... Invoice. <laughs> that first game, Melbourne United knew they won that game. Yeah. All right? Boom. Game two, they come back here. 
they win in Melbourne. Easily. Game three, they go back to Perth. Casper Wood makes that layup 99.9.9. Yeah. Times. 100%. 999. I'm still counting okay. that as a win when I so look back on the win. games. Yeah. Okay. Then they come back here, play horrible, and still win. Yeah. Mentally going to Perth, do you actually feel you're going to lose against them this time around? No, they've got all the confidence. There and they're go. coming off destroying they're gonna Sydney. Win. They're going to they're gonna win. They are going to steal a game there, and that's just that's going to change home court advantage completely. Whoever steals are you a game, commentating game one. Am I? I'm in the building. You better be Guess doing all five in the building. games. Redditch, Wertho, yes sir, Wertho. Hey Wertho, <laughs> fuck, fuck you. you. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be his security. <laughs> oh, are you going to the games or are you commentating? I'm gonna go to the game. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm thinking of. Uh, I'm hey, not sure whether That's out of fears, doctor. <laughs> oh, I remember that story. Yeah. That was great. That was great. I'm going as a homicide personal security guard. <laughs> oh my god. We need to give Redditch and Lucky Reed hell. Let's just say this thing goes to five games. So it goes to five games. You're seated when you commentate. Yeah. Right. There's a massive wall Yo, of Perth fans, and I know you copping it all game from behind. Oh my. And the left, banner, right, what? and side. Yeah. yeah. Don't, hey, don't you start up your. <laughs> Don't you start up your rendezvous with Yao Ming. Um, are you just going to turn around and put your hands in the air? Nah. What are you, you going to do when they win? Because you, They're not. You think Perth is going to win the championship? No, 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 no. I'm saying if Melbourne win in Perth game five oh. and you can turn around You're and just talking the, about. the tears Woo! of the Wildcats fans, what That's do you I'm going to just pull out my phone <laughs> and record it all live like – Oh, man. I think Homicide should have the first press conference. Word, I should just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely going to have a press conference because we're going to be live closing it. Because I'm happy either way. I just, I, as much as I love Melbourne, I want the decider to be in Perth. Just so Homicide can either cop the Perth fans winning <laughs> or they lose. Because either way, it's going to be great. Yo, honestly, like regardless if it's four or five or even three, Melbourne, Melbourne I have to win this grand final. Yeah, I have Melbourne based on, again, talking on the three import, right? I don't think Perth have enough scoring punch to be able either. to get it done over five games. If they can somehow sneak one, say they win their home game, sneak the second one in Melbourne, that's a different series. But I just think Melbourne are in the driver's seat right now. Yep. Let's play a little game for the grand final series. Hopefully it's not basketball. Over, overs, unders, one and a half for Bryce Cotton getting fouled on the three-point line in game one. Are they offering that? They should. <laughs> overs, unders, I think I think that he gets fouled twice. Oh, 100 percent each game. Shooting three each game. Yeah. Overs What's or under? Over under? One and a half. So he's only going to get fouled. You're going to go under. Under. Overs unders. Over. Oh, you haven't told me. Four yet. and a half for replay Vaughn. Oh <laughs> at the, shit! At the TV screen. I, I couldn't. I couldn't get more over that if half? I tried. Four and a half. Under. Nah, because there's sometimes like just three quick bang ones. Straight in the last two minutes. So you're going overs? Yeah, overs. Easy. Replay I'm, I'm going overs. <laughs> replay I'm, I'm going <laughs> overs for replay ball oh, too. Okay, ball. okay, okay. I don't have any others. They're the only two. Ball's actually quite a good official. I think it's just he goes to that replay so much. Hi, Joe. Ridiculous. How you doing? Hope all is well. <laughs> <laughs> I know who you are, Joe. Are you talking about Tony? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's someone named Joe. No. Is there oh someone named Joe? Sorry, Tony. <laughs> Tony. Oh my goodness. Joe. 
I was trying to roll with it. I was like, uh, Joe. I was like, oh, oh my fucking God. Joe. I was, I, in yeah. my head, I was like, does he think he's Tony, that? Tony, my bad. <laughs> in my head, I was like, does he think it's Joe Vaughn? What, what's going on yeah. here? <laughs> oh, shit. Felix is just rolling with it. Like, I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to call him out on this shit. <laughs> What up, Joe? Were those balls just shrink back up? What happened to your voice? Oh my god, oh, yo, my bad, me. Tony. Tony, I'm uh, sorry. Okay, okay. Do we know what the the official panel is I for the Tony, finals? Hope, you, hope all is well. Oh, I bet you they go with Aylan Hunter's there. Yeah, he's there. Any replay and probably Chris Reed. I reckon. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. How is Scott Becker calling it? Technical flop on. Oh, that Glidden. was weird. That was so that was strange. That was so fucking bad. There like, was. A, well, did you see in the NBA the Trey Young technical? Yes, no. that was worse than anything we've seen in the NBL this year. I didn't even. Do Trey it. Young literally hits it. a three, stares at the defender because he was staring at Chris Dunn because it looked like because he didn't put his hands up on the closeout. Like it was one of those stand And they like, got into a little beef earlier yeah, where they yeah. both got a tech foul. Mm. But it was like, what the fuck? Who calls that? Oh, it was the worst technical I've seen. And they'll, they'll reverse it, you would assume. They have to. Yeah. They have to. Because like they reversed the one on Cousins for throwing the shoe. That was another one where it was like, what? Cousins He's literally- a shoe? Like yes, there's, there's yeah, a yeah, shoe, yeah. No, there was like a loose shoe on the shoe foot. Came oh. off, and so it was right in front of him. He picks it up. He throws it to the sideline. They okay. call him a tech foul. And so he's like, what am I meant to do? Step on it and roll my ankle? Wow. Do my Achilles? Crazy. Yeah. So I think it would be Chris Reed would be the third one because he's been the third one the last two years, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. He's been those three. Which Where's is that? Which is, it doesn't make sense because Alan's shit, Replay Vaughn's okay, and Chris Reed, he's fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So one of my, big, one of my big things on the game, all, all power to whoever wins, but my main issue is I'm going to try to sneak my way into the post game of even if Perth win. If that's in Perth, where's it at? I know you know Perth. No, I don't. What the post game locker? The post game? No, the uh, the the party, the festivities. Oh. Do Melbourne get a red eye flight straight back if they win? That's the hard one. No, nah, they're just gonna be partying. In, they just stay there till the Perth. next day. Yeah, yeah. There's no. I always wonder because is it gonna be an afternoon game? Um, it depends what what game five, what day game five is. Yeah, I it is game a, five would be a Friday. They didn't announce Friday because it. it's Friday, Sunday, Friday, Sunday. Sunday. So I'm gonna see. How, how different is it from the original schedule? Completely that different. Like, what the fuck? Who are you telling? Yeah, usually, like we got the first schedule is like Thursday, Friday, Thursday, Saturday, Monday, Thursday, Saturday. Wednesday, Friday. Yeah, now there's a five and day then it was break. Like Friday, Sunday, Friday, Sunday. Yeah, I don't like the five Friday. day break. Like we already need to. The NBL needs to work off momentum. We look at how annoying it was with this little break before the final started. It lost yeah. a little bit of momentum once the regular season ended. All the games were so close. Everyone was ready for this semi-final series. But then we had to wait a week. And I understand that was out of the NBL's control with FIBA and whatnot and all these events going on. Yeah. But why the five-day break? And I understand travel's an issue when it's between Melbourne and Perth. I, is it? four-hour trips. I, I mean, this man has to do it every fucking week and go and do another game straight afterwards. Yeah, but is he running up and down yeah, the court? Yeah, I'm not playing, though. Playing? Yeah. <laughs> I, I understand. Corey commentates and does the games with a huge amount of energy. He probably exerts more calories than a lot of players that are riding no. the end of the bench, but we're talking Bryce Cotton. We're talk- yeah. But, I mean, I think the world as a whole is just – it's getting softer. Let's call it. <laughs> let's get – let's call seg- a spade a spade. What a segue. What I a think, segue. But, but, like, it's not like it used to be. 
Um, so I'm, I'm probably going to sound like a grumpy old fuck right here. Well, you, you look like one. So now it's about time you start sounding like one. And you just look like a fuck, but I don't say that. <laughs> anyway, but they used to do the Perth, Adelaide, Doomsday double. Yeah. We, I mean, we used to play games in Perth and then two days later play them in New Zealand. And now we've got to have all these breaks. It's because what the AFL has done was like, oh, we played on a Friday night over in WA and now we've got to play on a... Friday yeah. again back in Melbourne. Are you fucking kidding me? I like think, Honestly, here's, here's just what I think. I think the weekend is when families can come out. Is school started? I don't know the schedule here. That, and school, that's one school, thing they have, to, they have to But, I mean, the, like, the, the Saturday, Sunday, they put it on during the t- – like I know that's the TV a lot of time, but that's when all the kids are playing basketball. I don't well, know, man. The, I'm just thinking maybe weekends off, families that get there, higher ratings than on a – Monday Tuesday, night. Monday. No, Which I, makes sense. Are these it does on, make sense. Are these games on Channel 9? Nine Go and Fox Sports. Yep. So they're on Nine Go. Weren't the last ones on regular nine? I. The semi final? It's out, out of our paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So these ones are going to be on Nine Go and Fox Sports. Can, yeah. I, can, yes. can I just. I'm going to jump around again. Mick of the Kona. Oh, how what good was that? Fucking That's a warrior, yo. Warrior. How good was the Lamanas post game? Like just genuine raw emotion. Genuine raw emotion. I I don't know what to make of the whole basketball New Zealand. Yeah, I didn't thing. understand that part. <clears throat> and then basketball New Zealand have come out and said, "Well, that's not what happened. That's a flat out lie." Yeah. So what Lamont- was it though? Like, do you know what the actual so, issue was? So they wanted to rest Mikovic. Brisbane wanted to yeah. rest Mikovicona. Knowing that his workload or whatever, and a club would have a better idea about workloads than what an the international program, team yeah. program would, and said, "Look, we feel like Mika is a little banged up. We'd like him not to go represent represent New Zealand, New Zealand and stay here and freshen up." Lamana said, "New Zealand basketball came back and said, well, if he doesn't play for us, then we're going to have to sanction him.'" Oh, for not representing the country when damn. you have the ability. Now, Basketball New Zealand have come out and said, we didn't say that. What sort of not- sanctions is Steve Adams looking at? Yeah. He's- <clears throat> it's like, it's like a – what do they call that when you put the names in the and, hand when you draw them out for war? I mean, who can – and I sort of agree with Basketball New Zealand in this sense. Who can predict an Achilles tear? And so for the people that don't know, Mika Vicona in the first quarter of the first game gets a 30% tear in his Achilles and plays yeah. out the rest of the game. The post game of game two, Lamanis comes out and says, this is what Mika Vicona is. He didn't want me to tell anyone. He was pretty much willing to put his career on the line because he believed if he played, they win. I mean... I don't know what sort of like that's tough as fuck to me. If you're willing to give up your career chasing the championship, and we've seen it from Mika time and time again, so it doesn't really surprise me or probably no one here, but anyone that has a tight Achilles would understand that shit fucking hurts a lot. I mean, Mika Vakona is the ultimate warrior. There's nothing, there's nobody in this league or anywhere he's played that do not have the utmost respect for that man. He is a warrior. And what I respect more than anything is, it's not like he's the most talented or the most skilled. 
is effort and hard work. You're not going to outwork me and I will bring more effort and energy. You're going to have to match me or you're going to have a long fucking day. Sounds familiar when people commentate with you, Homicide. I respect that, man. I really, <laughs> really match do. The energy. You know what I'm saying? You got to match the energy or else you don't have a chance. Yeah, no, I agree. Can we move over to the NBA, Felix? Oh, yeah, happily. LeBron and the Lakers. Uh, What's up with all this shut LeBron down nonsense? Well, that's ridiculous. This, that's for, for someone who's nicknamed the truth in Paul Pierce, that is the most ridiculous statement I've ever heard in my life. Paul, I haven't heard this statement. Le, Le, Paul, said, Paul Pierce pretty much said, on the, I believe it was on the jump with Rachel Nichols, said the Lakers need to shut LeBron down for the season. And this was, he didn't say this now. He said this like at the start of this playoff run when there was still like a 10%, I think 11.5% chance they were to make the playoffs. And everyone was still backing LeBron in, me included. Mm -hmm. And right now after losing to the Suns, I'm so off that train. Like the things that I heard after the Phoenix game, LeBron just took the team bus by himself and left. And then, oh, I can imagine. I'm off the whole LeBron and thing. Then, and That's then why I can't the, wait for Kobe yeah, to get here. And then the bus <laughs> came back and got the rest of the team and then everyone else went. Like he literally just got it in the locker room, grabbed his shit, hopped in the bus and left. Yeah. It was one of the things I heard. The other thing was like Luke Walton after the Pelicans lost the other day that the team left and just left him at the stadium. Yeah. He walked out in the no, team they, bus. No, that ended up coming out that it was he was just on a later bus. Okay. Yeah, but the LeBron one, the LeBron one is LeBron just being a dick. Like, I mean, how much did he just look like he gave up in yeah, that Suns game? Giving up in the Suns game, he's given, he's given up in multiple games, especially on defense. On the offensive end, yeah, he's getting his numbers, but it's on defense that he's letting him down, and then he's yelling at his teammates. Yeah, oh, they, they, I'm off it. They, I am so off those it. As, young such guys, as a massive LeBron fan, I'm yeah, off it. Those young guys fucking hate playing with him at the moment. Oh, oh yeah. You know what? They're wishing that Anthony Davis trade went through. I'm sure they did. Here's the thing. New Orleans. Woo. Bourbon they, Street. Woo. <laughs> Mardi Gras. <laughs> Throw me in that trade. Woo. I ain't what wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, we have seen season in, season out. Yeah, LeBron take teams just like this in the East and walk into the finals. It's a new day. This is the West, man. the The eighth place team. It's like it's almost like equivalent to the NBL in terms of you got to play every night or you lose. Yeah, and if you don't have that much talent, you're definitely gonna lose. And that's what's happening, man. And he can't. He's frustrating. Yeah. He's never been in a situation like this before. Never. Never. And I always knew in my head, I'm like, this ain't the East, bro. Nah. This is not the East. And it's going to look bad for you. I just remember the start of the season and the odds opening up and the Lakers were like fifth or sixth favorite to win the championship. Yeah. And I was just like, hey, hey and I no, told no. everyone, I was like, don't fucking waste your money. Like if, you, if you're going to put like waste your money, just give it to me instead. Well, everyone assumed that they were going to get some better acquisitions than what they did. And I think not enough heat comes on Magic Johnson and Rob Polinka for what they actually did get. Look, Lance Stevenson, Rondo, these guys just don't work with the program. And their plus minus shows that. Right. But it's also that LeBron did – like they were fourth in the West before LeBron went down with that injury. And then as soon as they go down, he go down, goes down with that injury – Oh, out for 18 games. Then the trade stuff comes in, totally tears the team apart. They were actually looking, which is why I hate the Luke Walton fire so much because they were looking like a good quality team. The other thing is LeBron calls out his teammates saying, I don't think basketball is everything to these guys. 
and the night before the video comes out and he's producing the video with two chains at 2 a.m at 2 a.m and i understand load management all this sort of stuff and he doesn't play against the Warriors. And, and it like, was already predetermined that he wasn't going to play against the Warriors. But my issue is if, if you're out for load management, it doesn't matter if you're predetermined not to play or not. The whole purpose of that is to get as much rest as possible. When did he produce that stuff? The album was fire as well. So whatever yeah, he was when doing was on that it worked. video dropped, it could have been dropped that day, but that doesn't mean it happened. No, then. no, no. It was, you it know was, it was yeah. confirmed. It was, it was confirmed. confirmed. Yeah, yeah. What was he, and he doing? He didn't deny it. He didn't ah. deny it. Yeah. But also, LeBron has proven already. We know what he's going to do when he's on the court. These yeah. little young fuckers need to step. Step Look, the game up. Do better. Do better. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of do better, Andrew Bogut did better. Hey, <laughs> money, 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 money. <laughs> so look, I think that um, Good despite, I think this, first of all, it's amazing, to be honest with you. Like, look at it from the big picture, okay? Sweep finals aside, the man has come in 28 games, showed durability. Mm-hmm. Is in shape. Led came over here and didn't, which I thought he was gonna do, which is what most veterans do. They come back home. It's just shake hands, kiss babies, do the farewell tour. Yeah, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. play in your league and be a brand ambassador. It was a complete opposite. He came to win. So, with all of that said, he's he left the NBA last season, but he's going back a better player. He's going back better. Has he signed he with left. someone? Signing with Golden State. God damn, man. You didn't Mate, see this? No. Oh, you out the loop. I'm out the loop. <laughs> oh, this happened like yesterday or this morning. I don't know. It was one of the you other days. Use an Android or something? Yeah. You got an Android? Mate. News is just coming through for Android I had Android one users. of those situations. You'd notice that my phone is not with me right now. Oh, it is. Oh. Not. You know those nights where you plug it into the wall, but you forget to... Oh. And so my, I woke up and my shit was dead. Dead. And so. You don't know nothing. You've been know, out the loop. I'm, I'm out of okay. the loop. Have you so plugged it into someone's computer? Yeah. Oh, that's oh, so yeah. funny. I'll tell you what's funny. There's probably some suspect stuff on your phone and it's probably all <laughs> downloading onto that computer. Yeah, I've done that. I've done that once. I had all these like selfies and stuff and I was like, hey, can For I real? charge my phone? And he starts laughing from across the room. All my photos and stuff start downloading oh, onto this computer dang. and popping up on the screen. I had some wild shit. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, he's the Warriors, Golden State. The Warriors uh, just make so much sense. Like I couldn't understand rim protection. I couldn't understand championship with the Philly. Yeah, I couldn't understand the Philly talk. Like that was just got, some, that no, was well, just that was because Boban went down, and they still needed a bit of rim protection yeah. there. And it was, and and also teams like this. You look at Pau Gasol just signed with Milwaukee. Teams that don't have a lot of championship experience, like Pau Gasol going to Milwaukee, fantastic signing, awesome. championship experience. That's a great signing. Andrew Bogut, the reason Philly wanted him was a bit of championship experience while you can get that and you can also get a, a pretty decent rim protector. It's going to be interesting to see what sort of minutes he plays because the final series that he has played in to date, he was the starting centre but hardly played in those games. Now he's the yeah. backup centre. Steve Kerr loves going to the small ball in the final series. Like, obviously, he's just there for leadership. I think and, it's a lot of off-the-court yeah. sort of base stuff, which is amazing. I don't think that team needs any leadership, but he, from all accounts, he's a great locker room guy. I and think, it's also I think DeMarcus Cousins, no finals, cousins and the- no finals experience. Just have another guy back behind him saying, you know, this is how it's going to run, that sort of stuff. And I think there's a lot to be said, and they've had success with that before with bringing in finals guys. So I, I, th- I think it's a great move. Here's what I believe is the biggest thing about this whole him signing in Golden State. When he left last year 
and came back home. Did anybody believe he was going back to the NBA? I didn't actually. I actually, look, not to toot my own horn here, but I believe <laughs> I did tell a few people that if he can prove his durability, that's the only thing keeping him out of the NBA. Got because you. he can still rim protect. Now think about the acquisition of him joining the NBL and the Sydney Kings. It made everybody get legitimate centers. He had to play every night. Yeah. That made him have to play, which means it really showed he still got it. If he if he signed yeah. let, next se- this season early in the year and didn't come here, he'd just be coming really just taking up space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for him to come in now, he proved that Perfect he could timing. still play and add value to a team and not just sit on a bench. So my point is, this NBL league, is better than what people actually believe. Oh, it does. And, and look, I'm really hoping that Andrew Bogut comes in and does make somewhat That's of an impact need. because it adds even more legitimacy to, to the, the league, league, to the NBL. And then on top of it, he's an actual advocate. For example, Della Vadova's an advocate, but Della Vadova never played. No. Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles played in the NBL. Patty Mills, Patty is Mills a, played in the NBL. We don't NBL. hear as much from Patty Mills. He sort of keeps to himself, but he keeps to himself quite a bit on social media anyway. So yeah. It's, yeah. But now Joe's quite active to, on all the socials and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and now to add Bogut into that, where yeah. he actually played. And none of those other guys played as well as the league is right now. Yeah. So for him to be an advocate because he played in the league is going to speak even more volumes of the league. And then we also look at, look at Brian Bowen goes in and gets drafted at a good position. You know, he only averaged six points for the Kings, a team that got swept in the, in the semifinals. He goes and had some good draft workouts and potentially, and look, the, the stock's fairly good at the moment, I think yeah. mid, mid-second round or just out of the first round. So. Well, Van Gundy always talks about Terrence Ferguson when he does the OKC games yeah, yeah. and talks about how, you know, he came to Australia and played in man's league, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and got tougher from his experience down here. Brian Bowen was better than Terrence Ferguson. Brian yeah, Bowen's, but he was also he was a year older and he spent an entire year in a college program. Correct. So, and yeah. I mean, Terrence Ferguson didn't do shit the first year that he was back in OKC. Yeah. I'm just saying what Brian Bowen was able to do was more than what Terrence Ferguson did. I think he has more upside. Like Terrence Ferguson pretty much shot a three and played defense. Like Bowen is a legit rebounder too. Like that was the yeah. most underrated part of his game. He that he was jumping over Bogut. He was jumping over everyone. No, yeah. I can't wait to watch the uh, the pre-draft for that. And look, I think the next time we get together, it'll probably be two. We'll be two games deep into the final series, won't we? Or Definitely three games? We will be two. I think it'll be two, two. games deep because be there two. is a bit of a break. Five day break is it between the next game after the first two? Sunday. Yep, five, five, five day days. Break, which I'm not a fan of. But anyway, that is when we'll be able to see you again and we'll have plenty to recap from two wins, from two games. Who do we think? What? How do we think the results of the first two games are going to go I say before we wrap Perth this up? takes a loss. I say Melbourne going in and get that game. So you're going to say it's be 2-0 to Melbourne when we meet again? Yep. I think it's going to be 1-1. I think Perth win game one at home. I think Melbourne win game one at home. I agree. I think it's going to be. I think home court's going to be. And this you're this going to sneak whole series, one, sneak one late. This whole series will be the mirror of when I was playing for the Sydney Kings, playing the Melbourne, the Melbourne Tigers. Tigers. I think it will be Perth at home, uh, Melbourne at home. I think Melbourne will steal game three. I think Perth will somehow steal game four back in Melbourne, and I think Melbourne will win. Over in Perth in game five. 
I think it looks like a pretty sturdy plan there. Well, anyway, that's all we got time for at the moment. If you want to jump on Twitter and tell us how you think the final series is going to go over the first two games and just any other wild finals predictions, and if you get one that I think is a little too wild, then I'll shoot you down and tell you you're an idiot. But <laughs> still tweet it out because we love getting your tweets and we do have some some pretty uh, some loyal tweeters at NBL Podcast, NBL Pocket Podcast, who always comes in. Actually, comes in with some great opinions, so I love hearing from him. At See Homicide or Chomicide, as we will just refer to it as. And at Wertho33 and Felix Hoff, myself. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Later. Peace. Peace.